from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Very happy to be back with you, hanging out right here on the airwaves of MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. You can pull this up, the MixLR.com Backslash wake backslash wake up call DT feed is also on wakeupcalldt.com, so you can get it on the homepage of wakeupcalldt.com, and you can hang out with us on the RSS feed, the Podbean podcast, the iTunes podcast, and on TuneIn Radio by going to wakeupcalldt.com and clicking on any of those on the homepage as well. So, so many ways to get connected with the show. I'm happy that y'all are here. I missed you. I did. I had a much-needed vacation. I had to step away for a minute, spend some time with the wife, and have a good old time. And we went down to Walt Disney World, and we spent time in Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, Disney Springs. We were all over the place. And we had one phenomenal trip that was absolutely amazing. And if you ever get the chance to head out and you can afford to do so at Disney, I would highly, highly suggest that you take some time out at Walt Disney World. If you've never been there, you gotta go. If you've been there a hundred times, there's so many new things that get added. There was stuff that got added. I was there two weeks ago. And there was stuff that was added within the last two weeks. So, never a dull moment in Disney. And always a great time spending time with the family. So, very happy to get away and have some relaxation time with my beautiful, wonderful wife. And I want to thank Kate for all the fun that we had. And I want to thank our moms for taking care of the monster. Our little pup was home so I wanted to put her in a little Bjorn and take her take her with us, but she was uh, back at home and our mothers took care of her, and, and so I want to thank them for doing a great job because she is happy and, dare I say, happier than ever. So if, she, if that's even possible, she's a great dog, and uh, she's, my little, she's my little babe, so I love her. I love her so very much, and she's been doing well. So thank you to the moms for that. Thank you to you for listening you know i said well we're off the air live there's over 960 shows you can listen to we had somewhere around 200 downloads while i was gone which as you know downloads are not plays so if we have 200 downloads that could be like 400 800 plays so thank you to everything that you did while i was gone the amount of, I mean, you, you were connecting to everything. And that was amazing. You know, you were downloading the show, listening to the show, paying attention to the show while we were off the air live. And you made us feel like we were never gone. And that's because you're amazing. So thank you so much for that. I am so happy to be back with you on Wake Up Call 
with Dan Tortora, and so much has gone on. Roseanne got picked up for another 12 episodes and dropped, both while we were off the air, and the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers led us back to the same... (sighs) led us back to the same situation that we have had for years. So with that being said, I do want to put out a poll here and see what you all have to say. Tyus Battle has to decide today whether or not he returns to Syracuse or goes to or stays in the NBA draft. I'm putting this up right now on Twitter. What do you think will be the outcome? So I'm going to put that out right now. Tyus returns to Qs. Tyus, oops. Tyus stays in NBA in the NBA draft. So those are your choices. Tyus Battle is trending on Twitter right now. He is one of the top 10 things trending on Twitter right now. As we await his decision. And again, like people said, oh, he's going to stay, you know, like I, like I told you. Like I told you when somebody said, what, two weeks ago or a week ago, he's going to stay in the draft. You know, it, it, it's, we've been told that he's staying. It's an almost definite or that's what's going to happen. And look at it. If that was a definite, then how come he didn't make the decision a week ago? Just saying. If it was already a done deal, then why wasn't it a done deal? And I just got an email this morning with my connection to the Orlando Magic. I just got an email this morning that Steve Clifford has been named the head coach of the team. And I'm putting that poll up on Twitter as well. And your choices are love it, like it, dislike it, or strongly dislike it. And I'm he- and I'm putting these in right now. So has been- Clifford has been named, literally as I was walking into the studio, he's been named the head coach of the Orlando Magic. What's your reaction? You love it, you like it, you dislike it, you strongly dislike it. Would love to know what you all are thinking about Steve Clifford becoming the head coach of the Orlando Magic. And that is happening right now. Steve Clifford being named the head coach. So that's up there as well. So, you got two polls to answer on Twitter, at CallDT, that's C-A-L-L. DT, so make sure you're responding there. 
The questions are, Steve Clifford has been named the head coach of the Orlando Magic. What's your reaction? Love it, like it, dislike it, strongly dislike it. Tyus Battle, is, Tyus Battle has to decide today whether or not he returns to Syracuse or stays in the NBA draft. What do you think will be the outcome? 67% of you have already responded with Tyus returns to Cuse. 33% of you says Tyus stays in the NBA draft. So that's where we're at right now. Danny Frasina, who is the new head coach of Brian and Stratton, who's going to have basketball there now. He said, dear Syracuse fans, Today, Tyus Battle will decide if he is foregoing his final two years of college for the NBA or coming back to school. If he decides to pursue his dream of competing at the highest level, respect his decision, act like an adult, congratulate him, and move on. And Danny couldn't have said it better myself. So I appreciate the fact that that Danny said that because I am in full agreement of that. I tell people all the time, you're negative. Your negativity could be pushing them away more. You know, the fact that you want Tyus to come back is great. It's wonderful that you want Tyus to come back. But by making certain or by making certain statements and saying certain things, you could push them right out the door. And people don't seem to get that. You could push Tyus right out the door very easily by your actions. I think that Michael Carter-Williams got fed up. I think that Tyler Ennis got fed up. I don't think it's the only reason why they left. But when you're in the locker room with these guys and you're around these guys a lot, you know they get sick and tired of it. They get sick and tired of the negativity. So fans need to understand that. Your negativity doesn't help. Negativity never helps. By the way, in the two seconds that I brought up that poll, it is now flipped. So your choices are Tyus returns to Syracuse after he's in the NBA draft. It's now flipped. So it was 67% he comes back. Now it's 56% he stays in the draft. 44% he comes back. So we will keep we will monitor that throughout the show to see where that's at. But Tyus Battle has to make a decision today at what he is doing with the NBA. Now it's 50-50. So so we just keep going and keep seeing this. So now it's 50-50, which I think is awesome that it keeps going back and forth. That's where we sit right now. Tyus Battle has to decide. Isn't it, you know, doesn't God work in amazing ways? The day that Wake Up Call returns live is the day that Tyus Battle has to decide whether or not he's staying in the NBA draft. Now, giving you my thoughts on it, I think Tyus should return for another season. Because of the fact that last year was so... I mean, it was on him. You know, last year, he took double the shots, folks. Double. Not like it's almost double. He took exactly double the shots he took the year before. In 2017-18, he took exactly twice as many shots as he took in 2016-17. Exactly twice as many. And his percentages went down. And he didn't look as great. 
and he made some game-winning shots, and he made some head-scratchers. We know that Tyus can shoot the ball. We know that Tyus can play, but I think that there's more to Tyus. I think there's more to be had by Tyus. I think there's better... I think now coming in and having depth is going to help Tyus to hone his skills. You're on a team with five shooters, you being one of them. Then you're the only shooter remaining of those five shooters still on the team. And now you have a team with depth. So it's three different teams. Elijah Hughes could play now. And I've been told that he's versi- he has versatility. So, I mean, he could be a guard. He could be a forward. Howard Washington Jr., he'll be coming back from his injury at the point guard position. O'Shea Brissett is coming back. We know he'll be a starter. Pascal Chuku is coming back at center. We know he'll be a starter. Marek Dolajai is coming back. We know that he started ticking up toward the end of the season. Frank Howard is coming back as a, the senior point guard of the team. Barama Sidibe is coming back after surgery. He'll be a forward on there, a center, and a potential help it forward on the team, depending what Pascal does. Brendan Paul will be a preferred walk-on. Buddy Bayheim will be there at the shooting guard position to help out Tyus a little bit. Jalen Carey will be there as well in the backcourt. So there's options, and with options comes opportunities, and with opportunity, we can showcase what Tyus can do. I think his defense can improve. I mean, I know you can always improve, but if I had to put a note on some things, I think defensively there could be improvement. Ball protection can be improvement. Ball handling can be improved. Shooting percentage can be improved. When you take more shots, the thing is, Tyus' battle right now, like I said over and over again on the show, Tyus Tyus was asked to take more shots and his percentage went down. Frank was asked to take more shots and his percentage went up. Their field goal percentage. So, scouts can look at him and say, on your own team, you're not even making it happen. On your own team, being asked to do more has lowered your percentage, where it's hired Franks. And that's an issue that needs to be corrected. So, I think Tyus has, I mean, I think working out with all the teams is phenomenal. I think that getting opportunities in this game is phenomenal. I think going out there and seeing what people have to say is great. I think that going to the combine is great. We're back to 50-50 once again, folks. You guys keep going back and forth here. But I think that there's so much to what Tyus could be. And now we're back to Tyus Day's the NBA draft. It's literally changing by the seconds here. On Twitter at CallDT, that's C-A-L-L-D-T. Vote in the polls right now. Tyus Battle has to decide today whether or not he returns to Syracuse or stays in the NBA draft. What do you think will be the outcome? Tyus returns to Cuse or Tyus stays in the NBA draft? It is now 53% saying Tyus stays in the NBA draft. 47% Tyus returns to Syracuse. And you continue to vote. It was Tyus returns to Cuse at 67%. Then it was 50-50. Then it was 56 Tyus stays in the NBA draft. Then it was 50-50. Now it's 53% say he's staying in the NBA draft. 43% saying that, or 47% saying that 
he's going to return to Syracuse. And there's more votes that just came in, and it stayed at that. 53 saying he's staying in the NBA draft, 47% saying he's coming back. So, And now it's 55%. So it literally keeps growing by by the seconds here, and we'll monitor that, like I said, throughout the show. Let's get into the morning menu. We'll hop on that and speak on what we're going to be talking about on today's show. Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We like to start off the show by giving you our menu of topics. The morning menu, that is, live now with the morning menu is Dan Tortora. In today's morning menu, proudly brought to you by all the great partners at Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. I want to thank them all for being a part of what we do here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, welcoming and thanking Carvel DeWitt, Drysig Apparel, and Drysig Lady. You can check them out at D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G apparel.com and D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G lady.com as well and fanhands.com too. You can also go and see them all under one location on Teal Avenue right by Shop City. The Penn and Trophy Center has a new address, 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse. Literally, where the BJ's is, when you go, oh, when you start to go over the bridge, like you're going to the James Street Wegmans, you'll see it tucked away right off the bridge, right next to the bridge and right off of it. So make sure you head out there, 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, for the Penn and Trophy Center, Utica Pizza Company, 628 South Main Street in North Syracuse, New York, the place to go. And when I go on vacation or come back from vacation, I always end up at Utica Pizza Company. I was there right before I left, and Lord knows I'll find my way back over there. Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson of Gilbo Realty. The best way to get in touch with him is to call 315-748-2524. That's 315-748-2524. And he has a performance guarantee that you could speak with him on as well. 315-748-2524, selling commercial property, helping you sell commercial property, buy commercial property, sell your home, or buy a new one, or do both, whatever you got to do. I mean, obviously, if you're leaving and moving to another part of town, he can help you do that, and if you're moving your business, he can help you do that as well. So whatever it has to be from buying a house to selling a house to buying commercial property to selling commercial property and land, make sure that you call 315-748-2524. also want to thank Honda City of Liverpool, located on 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard in Liverpool, New York, make sure that you head over to Honda City and get treated the right way. A lot of us have to deal with, all of us, I mean, anybody who's driving has to deal with getting a new car. Are we renting? Are we Are we going to be leasing something? Are we going to be buying something? Is it used? Is it new? Whatever it may be, we know that we have to eventually deal with a car company, deal with sales, deal with all of that. Well, Dealing with things is not how I like to go through life. I like to be with good people, be around good people. I don't want to say, well, I have to deal with buying a new car, so who am I going to speak with? That's not the way that things go here. It's not about dealing with it when it comes to Honda City of Liverpool. It's about working with good people, and it's about people paying attention to you, what you need, and what you're about, 
And that is why they're a part of the Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora family, because they genuinely care about you, which is not an easy thing to find in the car business. 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard in Liverpool, New York. Make sure you give them a call. Giovanni's Tuxedos. Go out and see them and formal formal wear. 315-455-8729. That's 315-455-8729 to make an appointment. A lot of things going on. Busy time for weddings and proms and formals and this, that, and the other. So make sure you give them a call. They're open Monday through Saturday, closed on Sunday. So make sure you get in touch with them and get yourself over there for your tuxedo as well as your men's formal wear. That's where I buy my suits now. So make sure you head over there to Giovanni's. That is located on 3709 Brewerton Road in North Syracuse, right down the road from Utica Pizza Company. And the Wildcat Sports Pub, got to check that out as well. 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York, right in the Home Depot Plaza. Now that it's nice outside and it's supposed to stay beautiful, you can hang out outside as well at the Wildcat. Not only do they have an amazing indoor facility that gives you that family restaurant plus the bar scene and somehow bonds them both where kids can be there, adults can be there, you're watching the game, you're having a children's party, a paint party, whatever it may be, and outside you can play some volleyball on the courts as well. Looking Glass Events, we love them over there at lgweddingsandevents.com. You can call for any event at 315-702-4653 to get your event planned the right way. And 315 Chiropractic and Wellness, big ups to them, Dr. Tim Whiting and company for all that they have done in the community and continue to do as they work to build something the right way And I always talk about Tim being a great chiropractor, but him having his own business is even more special. And I'm really excited to see what will come up here in the future. And of course, Chick-fil-A in Cicero, the only Chick-fil-A in upstate New York. And you know how much I love (laughs) Chick-fil-A. So make sure you go and check that out. With that being said, thank you to the whole team. And on today's morning menu, we will be discussing the NBA Finals. And what we're looking at here coming up in the NBA Finals between the Golden State Warriors, big shocker, and the Cleveland Cavaliers, bigger shocker. And I'm obviously being facetious. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, it's we'll talk about it in a second because I have some thoughts about that. We'll also be discussing some other things going on. Uh, Roseanne getting canceled. I know that that is not a sports topic, but it is a topic of the world. And you know that Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora is where sports meets life. So we'll be discussing that as well. A lot of things going on right now, and we have so much to talk about. We will continue to monitor the Tyus battle watch right now and see what's going down. 63% of you now saying he's staying in the NBA draft, 37% thinking that he's coming back to Q. So it's going more in the realm of he's staying in the NBA draft. He has to make his decision today on what he's going to do. So we will await what that decision is going to be. Isaiah Stewart, who has Syracuse and some and a bunch of other schools on the radar here, he's announcing his top 10 schools tonight. So that's another big thing that's going on. So we got a lot to talk about. Let's take a step aside. Let's regroup and have a fast break. And when I come back, we will hop into a bunch of sports topics I've been yearning to discuss with you since we've been off here for a little vacation. So that will follow this fast break in just a moment. 
please enjoy these messages from the great people that I just mentioned in central and upstate New York that want to help you have a good life. And what's better than having people take your hand in the world that we live in today? This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, Carvelanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DrysigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. With the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing, DrysigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, Command yourself to feel comfortable in Dreisig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DrysigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513 or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that? Joe, I'll help you find your dream home. You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way? Yes, yes I can. How do they get a hold of you? Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, got to take one here, move it over there, do this, do that. Are you going to help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely. But they need to know your name. So give it one more time. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 315-748-2524. Why don't you tell them your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down. This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt.com. DT. So let's get into what's going on here with the NBA. Oh, the NBA, how you toy with our emotions, how you make us believe that something's going to happen and then it doesn't. How you tell us that teams are vulnerable, but they aren't. How the Golden State Warriors couldn't possibly, couldn't possibly get get past Houston. Because Houston has done so much. Because Houston has come so far. They're the number one seed. They have so much to offer. It could never happen. 
And that LeBron, who is almost beaten by the Pacers and has no help whatsoever. How that just couldn't work out. How could he get it done? How could LeBron make it happen? The vulnerability. The vulnerability of LeBron James. And the Golden State Warriors, as good as they are, will they be good forever? Can they do it again? Man, they set us up, didn't they? They set us up, didn't they? Game sevens for both. Ooh. Boston makes a blockbuster trade with Cleveland. They go into the season. Cleveland doesn't even keep the player that they traded for in Isaiah Thomas. A Kyrie Irving isn't even healthy enough to play in the series. There's no Gordon Hayward. LeBron James is on a team of the Island of Misfit Toys. And here we stand today. What's going to happen? Boston. Oh my God. Boston doesn't have their top two players, but look at how far they've come. Cleveland, LeBron's been carrying the whole team on his back. We can't even name five people on the team. The storylines that we have had. And ultimately, what happened? It was the true story of home court advantage, was it not? The true story of home court advantage. Boston's at home, they win. Cleveland's at home, they win. Boston's the higher seed, so Boston gets a chance to come back home in game number seven. They're going to win, right? Wrong. They lead in the first quarter, and they don't lead a quarter after that. LeBron James and the Cavaliers find a way to win in Boston. To take down the team that had not lost a game at home all playoffs long. How could they have lost a game at home? Well, LeBron's being LeBron is being LeBron. But in the background of all of this, people can't help but suspect that this was always set up to be what it is. It was always set up to happen. Because here we stand today where Boston just couldn't lose, but they did. Boston couldn't throw, just couldn't have a loss at home, but they did. In a game where Cleveland only played eight of their players and left a bunch on the bench. And the Celtics only played seven. And Terry Rozier was quiet. Tatum did what he was supposed to do. Horford struggled in rebounding. Jalen Brown was making it happen. Six rebounds, an assist, a steal, one turnover, 13 points. Marcus Morris came off the bench and aided the team. And Marcus Smart continued to be a quiet offensive player, which is what we had been seeing. 
So here we stand today with the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Boston Celtics fighting up against one another on Sunday. Just a couple days ago. Just a few days ago. And even though Boston had it all against him, no Kyrie Irving, no Gordon Hayward. And every time they faced Cleveland at home, man, they looked like another team, didn't they? And they led the series 2-0, and then it was 2-2 after Cleveland returned home. Then it was 3-2. And all they had to do was win one of the next two games, and they lost in Cleveland. It was 3-3. And it was like, no worries, they're going back home. They haven't lost inside of the TD Garden in this playoff run. And they lose by eight in a low-scoring affair at home. And Cleveland somehow, someway returns to the NBA Finals. And on the other side of things, we see the Golden State Warriors and how Golden State starts off in Houston and wins the first game. They steal one away from Houston. Then they return, and then, or pardon me, they stay in Houston again. They lose by 22 points. They return home and they win by 41. Then the Rockets steal a close game in Golden State, 95 to 92 in California. Then they go back to Houston. And they lose again. And Houston now has a 3-2 lead. A 3-2 lead on the Golden State Warriors. Golden State loses two close games where they score in the 90s. And then they return home. And they win the game. By 29 points. After losing by 3 and losing by 4, they win by 29. And then in Game 7, looks eerily familiar to Game 7 in the East. Where the Cavs won by 8. The Rockets fall to the Golden State Warriors by 9, 101-92 to in Houston. In Houston. Where Golden State was 1-2 and two in the series. And hadn't won since Game 1 in the series. Close games at the end. Game 7s. And yeah, Golden State is good. And yeah, LeBron is good. But at the same time, you cannot help but shake your head. And people cannot help but say... Were we set up this entire time to believe it would be different? Did you set us up to make us watch the NBA Finals and er, er, to make us watch the NBA playoffs and boost the ratings by telling us when we were ignoring it? When fans out there of basketball were saying, I don't like the NBA. Or they were saying, I know what's going to be in the NBA Finals. I could just mail it in. I know what's going to happen. And then LeBron almost loses to the Pacers, so we all tune in. Then Golden State, oh, Steph Curry 100%. And we wait, and we look, and we're nervous. Chris Paul goes down and doesn't play in Game 7. Ooh, 
And I think Chris Paul can score at least nine points, right? Trevor Ariza doesn't score a single point in Game 7 for Houston. So here we are. The stage is set. We think LeBron could lose to the Pacers in the first round. Then we think, well, LeBron's not going to sweep the Raptors because the Raptors are the number one seed. They've gotten better. So we're watching. And we're watching Golden State because the Pelicans can score. And we're watching Golden State because we know that Houston is looming. And Houston steals one. Golden State steals one. And the games are good. Boston wins at home. Cleveland wins at home, which forces a Game 7 back in Boston, stating that Cleveland would have to steal a game they had not stolen the entire series, or Boston continues the status quo. My, what a great story it was for the same outcome. And I'm not here to take any credit away from Golden State or Cleveland. I'm just telling you, Doesn't it seem a little bit suspect, a little bit strange that in a season where we saw Houston capable of taking down Golden State, the number one seed in the West, and we saw Cleveland's vulnerabilities, not the one seed, not the two seed, but the three seed, and Boston not having Gordon Hayward all year long and losing Kyrie Irving and not having Isaiah Thomas from the trade. How could Terry Rozier and company put it together? But they did. What a perfect story to tell. What a perfect way to lead us into the same final chapter. It's like reading a different book by the same author and seeing chapter 12 be exactly the same. When the clock strikes 12, it's like reading a Stephen King book, Pet Cemetery and It. And the books are totally different, the characters are different, the times are different. There are some characters that flip back and forth, right? And obviously the analogy of Pet Cemetery or whatever. But it's, okay, put it to you like, let's make a better analogy. It's Fear the Walking Dead and the Walking Dead. It's Fear the Walking Dead and the Walking Dead. Some people will cross over. Some instances will be sad. The stories are the same but different. But the final chapter is survive in advance. The final chapter is be the ones that hold control and protect the ones you love. Two totally different shows set in the same universe deemed to always find the same ending outcome. May we not have somebody that crosses our path that will try to disrupt who we are, but if we do, we will defeat them. This is where we stand. This is where we are. We thought it would be different, so we tuned in. Some people were going to watch no matter what. The Golden State fans were going to watch no matter what. The Houston fans, the Boston fans, the Cleveland fans. The LeBron Lothers were going to watch. The Steph Curry Lothers were going to watch. 
Steph Curry fans were going to watch. The LeBron fans were going to watch. But the fringe people, the people who have given up on the NBA, the people who haven't watched in years, they said, oh my God, it could be different. Let me turn on my TV set and hope to God that Spectrum hasn't canceled or fought with the channel that the game is on. They better get Fox back because Last Man Standing's coming back, and I'm not standing for that. If Fox is not going to have, not going to be connected to Spectrum anymore because they're fighting. But here we stand today, with the same damn final chapter, and it feels so good for Golden State. Oh man, to fight the way that they fought to get back. And LeBron James to not be able to win in Boston through the entire series, but to do it in the most important game. It feels so good, does it not? But it feels so dirty, does it not? It feels so strange. Because we watched, thinking... Something different would happen. And ultimately, they put you on the hook and they reeled your butt in. LeBron is a phenomenal player. Golden State is full of phenomenal players as well. And we have the same NBA Finals on the same record Spinning around and around and around and around and around. But at least this year it was interesting. So some people cry conspiracy saying, how? How could this happen? How, Dan? How could this happen? They cry conspiracy. They got me to watch, Dan. They got me to believe it was going to be different. They got me on the hook. But ultimately, it is the same NBA Finals. Isn't that funny? Both teams vulnerable on the precipice of losing. And we have the same NBA Finals that we've become used to over the last couple years. And Houston goes 7 of 44 from three-point range in Game 7. 7 of 44, James Harden, 2 for 13, Eric Gordon, 2 for 12, combined 4 for 25, 7 of 44 from the field, from three-point range. And how disgusting were both of these teams at the charity stripe? Golden State went 7 for 14, which is 50%. And rock and the Rockets went 13 for 22, which is 59.1% in an ugly game in Houston. And on the other side of things, the Cleveland Cavaliers on the road in Boston winning that game number seven. Cleveland shoots nine for 35 from three-point range, 25.7%. And Boston goes 7 for 39 for 17.9%. Eerily familiar, is it not? Cleveland wins by 8. Golden State wins by 9. 
when these teams have won by 30 and 40 points, Cleveland wins by 8. Golden State wins by 9. Cleveland faces a team that goes 7 of 39 from 3-point. Golden State faces a team that goes 7 of 44. And neither one of the teams are that crappy from outside. So my conspiracy theorists, they're hungry this morning. My conspiracy theorists, they are spreading the good word this morning. Saying, how, Dan, how did it all seem to work out? And how are games within a point of each other? Nobody blew anybody out. Both of these teams won on the road. And, and they went up against teams that were awful from three-point range. How did it just seem to work perfectly and almost identical for Cleveland and for Golden State? Listen, again, I'm not trying to take the talent away from anybody, but it makes your stomach churn a little bit to see how similar both of these Game 7s were, where the road team wins by a few possessions and against teams that typically know how to hit threes that each made seven, and both were under 20%. It just feels strange. We'll take a step aside, and we'll come back with plenty more on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, positively impacting the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily, and we bring in local produce. We prepare to order in the kitchen. We hand bread our chicken. We hand spin our milkshakes. It's it's great food. It doesn't taste like fast food. I, I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. It's different. We, we try to treat people with intentional kindness here, which is very different and deeper than good customer service. And so you know, I think it feels remarkable for most people to come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. And then lastly, the impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a big part of the expectation of every operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant is that they're actively engaged in their community, they're a leader in the community, and they're, they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life, that's a very, very different experience uh, than you will have in any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with. Hi, this is Domenico Vitali, owner of Giovanni's Formalware, where you look great and feel even better with our renowned tailoring and alteration services on any suit or any tuxedo from anywhere. Call 315-455-8729. That's 315-455-8729. Stop in locally on Route 11 in North Syracuse next to the Ponderosa Plaza where you can choose your style, get fitted, and tailored, all at Giovanni's Formal Wear. 
I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice when buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or HondaCity-CNY.com. It would be a pity if you don't shop. For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing, with Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your event, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing, proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Always proud to have you here every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Proud to be back on the airwaves and proud to have spent a vacation with my wife. No regrets, folks. I love, 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 love spending time with the wife. She is amazing, and I love the opportunity that I get to spend with her whenever we get the chance to to sneak away for a little bit and we're going to be doing a lot more of that coming up so i just you know i mean you gotta you gotta you know what folks you gotta live life and it was a lot of fun to just spend some time being a being a disney kid with my wife and i love it so very much so thank you to my wife and to having our little baby Lily, happy to see her again. Big shout out to the Lil Monster. Love it, love it, love it, like it, gotta have it. So she's a, an awesome girl, and and we're so happy that, that she had a great time with her two grandmas, and we're excited to have her back home. With that being said, we are very, very excited to have you here on the broadcast on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, and we continue the morning menu into something, like I said, where sports meets life. Well, we have to talk about the Roseanne situation because I found out the show got picked up for another 12 episodes. And right after I found out that the show got picked up for another 12 episodes, it was like that happened the second day of our trip, I think. And then all of a sudden, here she is losing her job. And you want to know how... Well, it's pretty simple how she lost her job. The comments that she made were atrocious. And she lost her job at ABC because of it. She said, I'm not racist, I'm just an idiot, is is how she's responded to all of this. So we look at it right now. In what she had to say. She spoke on an aide to Obama, Valerie Jarrett, and said, quote, Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby equals VJ, end quote, for Valerie Jarrett. So 
picking on Muslims and then saying Planet of the Apes, which is a very disgusting and vile way to speak about anybody. And we and we know that she was connecting her trying to it's just it's just it is, it's gross. So she blames Ambien. She tweeted, quote, guys, I did something unforgivable, so do not defend me. It was two in the morning and I was Ambien tweeting. It was Memorial Day two. I went too far and do not want it defended. It was egregious, indefensible. I made a mistake. I wish I hadn't, but don't defend it, please, end quote. So she's asking for people to not defend her. And then a later tweet said, quote, not giving excuses for what I did, but I've done weird stuff while on Ambien, cracked eggs on the wall at 2 a.m., etc., end quote. She deleted all the references to the medication, but Ambien this morning is still the number one trending topic on Twitter. <sighs> CNN's John Berman said, quote, I've only taken Ambien once, but I don't remember one of the side effects being racism, end quote. She lashed out at one of the co-stars, Michael Fishman, and said, quote, you throw me under the bus, nice, end quote. She said she was fired over the support of President Trump, Trump, pardon me. One of the posts that she had shared said, quote, they brought the show back so they could inevitably cancel the show when she said something they didn't like, end quote was a post that she had reposted, but then she deleted her retweet of that post. And then another retweet quoted Herman Cain on Fox. Roseanne reposted this and said, quote, I believe they were looking for a reason to cancel Roseanne, and here's why. Even though the show was a rating success, forces within ABC didn't like the fact that her conservative defense of certain things was so popular, end quote. And then there's more and more that go on from there. Roseanne Barr, after her show, returned to television and had some of the highest ratings, top three ratings in all of television. She puts out a racist tweet, and the next season that was already picked up is gone. Now, did I like the return of Roseanne? Absolutely. I thought the show was great. The show itself, the fake show, I thought the show was great. I'm not talking about Roseanne Barr, so don't get me twisted here. I thought the return of Roseanne's show was great. As a kid, I never watched Roseanne. I didn't have any really desire to watch Roseanne. My parents did not. My There are very few shows that my parents told me I could not watch on television, and one of them was Roseanne. My mother and my father said, you're not allowed to watch that show. That and The Simpsons. I wasn't allowed to watch it. And I don't feel like I lost any brain cells by not watching it. So, as a kid, I never saw Roseanne. I 
And then I said, you know what? ABC is bringing it back. Let me give it a chance. Let me just give it a chance. And I love the show. I love the show. But after someone who is playing a fake person on a TV show does something in real life that is so disgusting and vile and negative, you can't sit by and do nothing. You can't sit by and pretend like it didn't happen. You can't. And they didn't. And that's good. Because our society has this belief, you could say whatever you want to say on social media, nobody can stop me. I'm not bullying anybody, I'm just spreading my... Everybody Everybody says freedom of speech, right? I bully someone who commits suicide, I was just giving freedom of speech. I bullied someone who goes and cries every day, but it's just my freedom of speech. I bullied someone because they didn't like my Twitter account, and it's just my freedom of speech, right? It's my freedom of speech. That's what people say all the time. Freedom to be a bully, freedom to be racist, freedom to be a bigot, freedom to be sexist, freedom to be prejudiced, freedom to be hateful is my freedom of speech, but it's not. But it's not. You may not like something, but nothing inside of me in 32 plus years of existence ever made me want to say, you know what? I don't like X. So I'm going to lash out at X and try to kill X. Do I give my opinions on the show? Absolutely. Do I? Did I just say that there's an air of the NBA kind of just made this happen? Yeah, because it feels dirty. That these teams are so vulnerable, yet we see the same NBA Finals. But at the same time, these teams are really good. But at the same time, it feels dirty. And I can, and I'm not accusing the NBA of lying to everybody. I'm just saying it feels dirty. You can't say something actually happened unless you know something actually happened. But people do that all the time. Libel, slander, that doesn't mean anything to anybody. There's people that I could probably put in jail for things that have been said about me over the years. Because of the way that they go about it, what they say, and the type of things that they claim. And people say, well, it's just my freedom of speech. It's my freedom to express myself. It's not. It's not. Your freedom to express yourself is not your freedom to be a jackhole. They're not the same thing. You think that they're the same thing because you want them to be the same thing, but they're not the same thing. You want them to be the same thing, but they're not the same thing. Freedom of speech does not give you the freedom to be vile and disgusting and hateful. People think that it does, but it doesn't. 
And it's just a way for somebody to feel better about their disgusting behavior. I have met some disgusting people in my life. Not on purpose, but we all meet them. Grocery store, job, airport, mall. We all run into some disgusting, blithering idiots every once in a while. And they say they can't help themselves. And they say they can't stop themselves. And they say they can't, they don't have anything to feel sorry about because it was just their freedom of speech. But freedom of speech takes a back seat when you are hateful. Freedom of speech takes a back seat when you are vile. Freedom of speech takes a back seat when you are using it as a way to defend your negativity, and your disgusting behavior. Freedom of speech is not the freedom to be an idiot. It is not the... It's it's just... It's not. And what Roseanne did in her life is take away a paycheck from... Every single person, every member of the crew, every member of the cast, everyone involved in the show, everyone is affected by one person's comments. Everyone. And should... ABC or any station have canceled the show after somebody said that? Absolutely. Or take her off the show and continue the show on. Well, you can't make a show about Roseanne without Roseanne, so they canceled it. And there you are. But you look at all these people that are affected by what she did. John Goodman, Lori Metcalf, Michael Fishman, Sarah Gilbert, Alicia Gorenson, Johnny Galecki, Natalie West, Sarah Schalk, Estelle Parsons, Sandra, Sandra Bernhard, James Pickens Jr., Adela Barnes, Emma Kenny, Ames McNamara, Jaden Ray. No paychecks for these people. And the countless people that we continue to name on here. Because... Hulu has now pulled her show, and I believe Viacom has pulled Roseanne. So that royalty money, that every time you watch this, they continue to make money off of that, like friends and whatnot, that's gone. 
The original nine season of run run of Roseanne has been pulled from Hulu as well as Viacom owned cable channels, Paramount Network, TV Land, and CMT. So that means that nobody's making new money that was connected to Roseanne and nobody's making old money connected to Roseanne. Every single person on that show is suffering. The writers, the producers, the directors, the cast, the crew, everybody, the guy who mops the floor of the set, every single person is affected because of one person's hate speech in the middle of the night. Do I think ABC was wrong for punishing Roseanne for all that? No. But it's really sad that everybody else gets punished for that. It's sad that all these people were brought back together after all of these years, and because of one person's ignorance, everyone's going to get affected by that. But hopefully this shows something to the Twitter crazies, to the Facebook insomniac weirdos, to the Instagram and Snapchat and YouTube and message board morons. That what you say and what you do will come back to bite you in the butt. And it might not happen today, but it will happen eventually, I promise you. If you are a disgusting, hateful, vile person... It will find your doorstep and it will bang on that door until it knocks the door down. And if you are a good person, it will not bang on your door with anything other than a precious gift of flowers, date, whatever for you. If you are good to the world, the world will be good to you. Well, Dan, why is the world so mean to me? I promise you that if you look at your life, there's greatness. I have people in this world that are not nice to me, but I'm surrounded by amazingly good people. The world has been good to me because when you try and you work hard to be a good person, it doesn't, being a good person and having good happen to you doesn't mean that people won't try to hurt you. When you're a good person, you have people standing by you saying, hey, don't you hurt him. And if you get hurt, they're going to hold you and they're going to be there for you. When you're not a good person, there's not people there to hold you and hug you. And, and a lot of the times, I think that's why people are so nasty. Because they don't have the love, right? It's a perpetual cycle. I'm a hateful, mean person, so nobody wants to be around me. So now I'm a hateful, mean person because nobody wants to be around me. And I'm alone and a hateful, mean person. And now there's nobody around me. And it, it just keeps going around and around and around. Until you break your own cycle on your hatred and your disgusting ways of life. I have met some disgusting people. What Roseanne said was absolutely, positively disgusting. You do not refer to African Americans as apes. You do not refer to anybody as... And listen, I'm Hispanic and Italian, and I have heard I have heard the our version of the N-word toward Italians and our version of the N-word toward Spanish people. Do I like either one of them? No. Did it make me want to attack that person? No. Because I don't want to stoop to the level of that person. But I will tell you that it doesn't feel good to have somebody say something that is that vile and that disgusting. And what she said was wrong. What she said is inexcusable. 
And hopefully, it has told everybody on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, message boards, everywhere, that they are coming for you. You're not as big as Roseanne. Maybe you're not making millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, and maybe you don't have your own show, and maybe you're not the centerpiece of that show. But, on whatever scale that you are spreading hate into this world, it will come back, and it will bite you, and it will hurt, and it will suck, and hopefully it will wake you the hell up. But my prayer for you is that you wake up well before karma comes, biting for your bottom, because I don't want to see anybody hurt. I don't want to see the hateful, nasty people hurt. Because if you want to see somebody hurt, then you're just as disgusting as they are. I know the human side of all of us wants to react. I know when I've had hate thrown my way and negativity thrown my way and lies and just rhetoric that was disgusting and vile come my way that I wanted to respond with that human reaction, right? You're angry, but you have to be at peace and you have to be an adult. And if you're a child, you have to be an adult child. (laughs) I mean, whatever, however you want me to describe it. Morals and values should always be at the forefront of everything, even when it's hardest, because that's when you need it most. It's easy to be a moral person when life isn't hard. It's easy to be a good person when life isn't hard. It's easy to be nice when everything is working out. It's easy to do that. But that's not when we're called to be moral. Just then. We're called to be moral all the time. We're called to be moral when the world needs it most. And Roseanne was standing at the top of television. She was standing on top of everything. And she fell. She fell. And not because she supports Donald Trump, but because she said something really disgusting. And this is my thing. If you support Donald Trump, support Donald Trump. If you support Hillary Clinton, support Hillary Clinton. If you like Bernie Sanders, Marco Rubio, and so on and so forth, do you. And nobody should tell you that you shouldn't. But racism, prejudice, bigotry, negativity, sexism, hatred, none of those things belong in our society. And somebody finally said that's enough. And I'm happy that somebody finally said that's enough. And I would love it if somebody said it to every hateful person that I ever met that that is enough. You need to stop now. You are disgusting and you need to knock it off. Because not, you know, we and we always say that. Where's the karma, Dan? Where's the karma? My boss did this, this, and this. Where's the karma? My wife did this, this, and this to me. Where's the karma? I came from a household that was broken and this, this, and this happened. Where was the karma, Dan? Where was it? And I get that. And I understand your pain. But I promise you, I promise you, and this is not me wishing bad on anybody. This is a promise. I promise you that when you are not a good person or you are spreading hates throughout the land, I promise you that unless you decide to change the ways of your life, 
You will not be happy when there's that on your door. I don't worry about who's knocking on my door. Because I don't go out and act like a jackhole. But when somebody's rapping on the door, and you've been a bad person in your life, you're not going to like it. Roseanne thought she could say and do anything. And somebody said, that's enough. Freedom of speech is not the freedom to be mean, nasty, and hateful. Freedom of speech means that you have the ability to speak your mind. But everything in life has a consequence. I can go outside and do anything in America, but I don't blow up buildings. I don't shoot people. I don't spew racism. But there's people that say, well, you have the freedom to do that. It's not free. Don't connect freedom to nasty. Don't connect freedom to hate. Don't connect freedom to our free will. Freedom was fought for. And on Memorial Day, we're supposed to celebrate the people that fought for that. And I could guarantee you that it wasn't in the best interest of my great uncles and my grandfathers to fight in wars in hopes that they could create freedom of speech or protect freedom of speech so that you could go out and be racist, sexist, nasty, immoral, illogical, irrational, and hateful. I can promise you that to my great-uncle Pat who is here today and to my great-uncle Vincent that's up in heaven, my great-uncle Frank that's in heaven, to my grandfathers that are in heaven, that none of them would sit here, and my Uncle Carmen that's here on earth, that none of them would sit here today and say, Daniel, we fought... We fought to protect the United States so that people could spread hate, be vile, be disgusting, hurt you, hurt me, and hurt their neighbor down the store or down the street. Nobody's protecting freedom of speech if that is what we were protecting. I have the freedom to speak my mind, and I thank God for that every day. But with the freedom of speech, it comes, there are so much. It's not easy to get on the radio and just talk to you. And people, oh yeah, Dan, well I could do that. Anybody could do that. A monkey could do that. Really? A fish could do that, Dan. Come on. Really? Okay. Then how come there's so few of us that do it and so many people that comment on how we do it? Look at the masses. There's a tiny, small, minuscule percentile of us that are broadcasters. But there are millions of people that have an opinion about what we talk about, what we say, how we say it, and what we do. It is a very, very difficult road to travel. But I like the challenge. And the challenge we have in our society today is people have become way too comfortable speaking their mind, thinking that it's freedom of speech. Saying that it's freedom of speech. Using the Constitution to give reason and weight for their hatred. Somebody said enough is enough. But you know what? Roseanne is just one. 
Roseanne is just one. Facebook saying they don't know the difference between what is hate speech and what is not, that's a cop-out. Twitter saying you could go on Twitter and say F this, F that, F this, F that, F these other things. There shouldn't be a, a button on Twitter that says, I don't want to hear foul language. These are the words I don't want to hear. If you're F-bombing on Twitter, bye-bye. Well, Dan, that's Nazi Germany. No, it's not. Nazi Germany is a concentration camp and a gas chamber for Jewish people. Okay, It's not somebody told you you can't say the F-word on Twitter. Do not compare that to Nazi Germany as a disrespect of every single Jewish life on this planet ever and Italian life, and so on and so forth. It's a disrespect to my Uncle Frank, who was in a concentration camp at Auschwitz, and I would sure that I'd be very confident if he was alive today and you said that Twitter was like Auschwitz, he would probably want to break a bottle over your head. But he wouldn't because, as we spoke about, we want to respond a certain way, but we have to be better than that. We have to be better than that. So what do I think about Roseanne's show being canceled? It sucks in the fact that I like the show, the fake show about the fake people. I like that show. But the real person said something really disgusting, and now it doesn't exist anymore. I will say this, though. You can't say we're just going to have Democratic shows on television or just going to have Republican shows on television. If you have conservative people like Tim Allen, he's proven over the years that... His show means something to people. Last Man Standing means a lot to people. Home Improvement has meant a lot over the years to people. So the fact that Fox picked up Last Man Standing after ABC dropped the show, I love it. And ABC needs to take a deep, hard look inside and say, are we being too liberal and are we canceling shows? Because you can't say you cancel Last Man Standing because of the ratings. The ratings were good. You can't say that the show wasn't working because it was. So you canceled that show, and we ask you why. I know why you canceled Roseanne, and that's fine. But if you canceled Roseanne and Last Man Standing because they're conservative and you only want liberal shows that have liberal agendas, now you're lying to people. Now that is Big Brother is watching, and you're not allowing people to have their own freedom of speech. That is freedom of speech. To say that conservative people want to speak their mind, but they're not allowed to, or liberals want to speak their mind, but they're not allowed to, that is detraction from the Constitution. That is a breach of the Constitution. Firing somebody for being racist and disgusting is not a breach of the Constitution. But people fight these things all day long and around the corner. When when it comes down to it, it's what is moral and what is not. If you were African American and somebody called you an ape, would that make you feel good inside? That answer is no, so then you move on. That answer is no, it's never going to be yes, so something needs to be done about that. There's certain words, being Italian and Hispanic, that I don't prefer that you say to me there's never going to be a time where i enjoy those words so do not say it is your freedom of speech to spew that hate and vomit because we know that that's a cop-out it's not ambient it's not the constitution it's hate 
And we as a society used to know what hate was and what love is. And we pretend that we don't nowadays because we know that we did a bad thing. And if we took the cookie out of the cookie jar, but we tell everybody that we had permission to take the cookie out of the cookie jar, and we get enough people to believe we had permission to take the cookie out of the cookie jar, now all of a sudden we didn't do anything wrong. Even though we did, but if we get enough people to believe we didn't, and somebody to push that we didn't, and a petition to be signed that we didn't, now all of a sudden we didn't. But we did. You can't mask your lies forever. You can't pull a sheet over reality forever. I'm not afraid when someone's rapping on the door for me. But if you're spewing hate out there, maybe you should be a little concerned when you hear that knock on the door. Because karma, as I said before, is never a mean person. Karma is not mean unless you're mean to karma. Everybody gets in what they put in. They get out what they put in. And yeah, I know, it looks like bad people are successful and this, that, and the other thing. Trust me. You get what you give. And those people that you think are happy, they're not. Those people that are hateful and disgusting, that do horrible things that you see succeed, they're not succeeding where it matters. You may not have every single thing that you want, but if you're a good person, look around you. I guarantee you're succeeding in life. I guarantee you're succeeding in life. So don't ever give up on being good. And stop. Stop using freedom of speech as an excuse to be a hateful, nasty person. Roseanne, I love the show. I don't love the comments. And on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life, Sometimes we're not talking about a game that happened last night. Sometimes we're talking about stuff like this. Because we need to. Because this is a platform. This is a place for me to tell you how I feel. And I'm just hoping to God that somebody out there is listening. That will take this show and be stronger, better, smarter, let things roll off their shoulders easier, happier. This show exists so that you can have a better life. Nothing about this show is ever directed toward you not having the best life possible. So give it your all. And don't you worry about a thing. It's going to be all right. And to the whole cast of Roseanne, the crew... Producers, directors, writers, everybody. Wanda Sykes, who left the show, props to you for doing that because you don't need to stand for that. And I love Wanda Sykes. She's on my bucket list. There's a bucket. We all have bucket lists, right? Or even if we don't have them, we think about stuff we want to do in our lives. My bucket list of comedians I wanted to see is almost done. I'm 32 years old and I've almost reached my lifelong bucket list of comedians I want to see live. Dave Chappelle. Charlie Murphy, rest in peace. God bless him. He's in my, his autographed, he autographed a book for me and a picture for me. They're sitting in my studio. Love Charlie Murphy. Rest in peace. Dave Chappelle, Charlie Murphy, Joe Coy, who I didn't know I liked till I saw him and now I really like him. 
Jim Gaffigan, who I just saw, Jeff Dunham, George Lopez, Kevin Hart, saw them all. Oh, Brian Regan. So, I can't believe I saw Brian Regan. So crazy, so awesome. So there's two left, Wanda Sykes and Lewis Black. So, props to Wanda Sykes for sticking up for what you believe in. I love it. And I'm also a big fan of Wanda Sykes. So, live the best life that you possibly can live. And do not accept someone's hatred for freedom of speech. And do not mask your life by hiding inside of freedom of speech and saying, oh, I could say what I want. You can say whatever you want to say. There's consequences. Freedom of speech does not protect you from karma. And it never will. We'll take a step aside. We'll be back in a moment. This is a wake-up call. Fast break. Gear up with the real deal at Dreisig Apparel. Creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at DreisigApparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. Utica Pizza Company spells family, your family, my family, their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens, they're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Always happy to be here with you Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time right here on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. And you can also obviously connect with the show on WakeUpCallDT.com on the homepage where the MixLR feed broadcasts live every time we go live, and also on wakeupcalldt.com, you'll have the iTunes podcast, the Podbean podcast, TuneIn Radio, and the RSS feed to connect with over 960 shows on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. You definitely want to check them out, listen into the shows. They are free to listen into, and we have over 102,700 and counting downloads 
of our shows, which is not the amount of plays that we have. So over 102,000 downloads, which puts us at 300, 350,000 easy plays to the show because you can play this show over and over and over again, and it will not count toward that 102,000 number that we have. So thank you to everybody that's downloaded, listened, and been a part of the broadcast. You have been absolutely positively amazing, and we have so many shows that we're going to be adding here. We're up to episode 86 of this year, 2018, on our podcast archive and you can get that archive by going to wakeupcalldt.com. And on the homepage, you can click on the tab Show Archive. Or you can go to the RSS feed or the iTunes store or the Podbean podcast or TuneIn Radio. And they will all give you all of these episodes. So don't miss out on an opportunity to listen for free to our shows dating all the way back to July of 2012. An update on the Tyus Battle Poll He has to decide today whether or not he'll return to Syracuse or stay in the NBA draft. 56% of you say that he stays in the NBA draft, while 44% of you say that he will return to Syracuse. We're almost at 100 votes here this morning. In less than two hours, we've gotten just shy of 100 votes, and 56% believe he's staying in the NBA draft, while 44% of you think that he will come back to Syracuse for his junior season. And I will reiterate once again, whether he stays or whether he goes, please be good to him. Be nice to him and respect him because his decision is his decision and his alone. Just be good to Tyus Battle, whatever he decides. Again, freedom of speech is not the freedom to be an idiot. And it never will be. So don't do it. And in the world we live in today, well, Dan, idiot is is a common term. Wrong is wrong. When I grew up, there was right and wrong, right? I know there's gray areas, okay? But there's right and wrong. Like, don't murder people. But there's things in... People have an excuse for every... Well, I murdered somebody because it was a Tuesday. I hate Tuesdays. I was really upset. They crossed in front of me. I decided that they didn't need to live anymore because... Number one, it's Tuesday. Number two, my girlfriend broke up with me. And number three, they got the last box of Fruit Loops at Wegmans when they cut in front of me, so they had to go. People try to justify things, and they hope that somebody, anybody, will go, yes. And if one person says, well, yeah, that's okay, then they think it's okay. And sometimes the brain, when their brain tells them it's okay, they don't even need anybody to tell them it's okay. But it's not okay. There's right and wrong. And it's not okay. So be a good person and don't hide behind, well, I just, I'm going to say this to do it. Listen, if Tyus Battle decides that he wants to go to the NBA draft, then he's going to go to the NBA draft. And nothing you say or do is going to stop him from going to the NBA draft. So accept it. You don't have control. He does. Let him have it. Let him make his decision and support him no matter what. That's it. If he goes out and says racist, crazy things, no, you don't have to support him. If he goes out and kills a kitten, then you don't have to support him. But if he's making his decision on where he wants to spend his future, you have no right to stand in his way. It is not freedom of speech. It is not freedom of whatever. Get out of his way. Support him either way. If Tyus comes back, Syracuse is very, very, very 
dangerous. If Tyus doesn't come back, Syracuse has more depth than they had last year and can still be dangerous. If Tyus decides that this is the time to go to the NBA, then the man that I have spent time interviewing for the last two years and change, I will wish nothing but the best to. And if he comes back, well, then I'm excited to see him in the locker room and talk with him coming up this season. Whatever he chooses to do is his choice. And that's it. I think it's interesting to see what you think is going to happen. And the majority of you think that he is going to leave Syracuse and stay in the NBA draft. And we await to see if that 100% is going to be the case. Either way, Tyus, you have my support. You don't need it, but you have it. You worked your butt off. You should be very proud. And you got it. You have my support. And I hope it all works out. Whatever you decide to do. Feet to the fire. What do I think Ty should do? Come back. I think he should. My opinion. Because I think that there's a lot to gain. I think that he could become better. I think that the last two seasons have been so different of the makeup of the team, and this is going to be a different makeup, that he can kind of see where he's at. I think that he can hone some more skills. I think that he could do some more. We can always stand to grow. At the same time, if teams think that he's a really good shooter that could bring something to their team automatically, I think there's more to him than just being a good shooter sometimes. That's why I want to see him come back. But if he decides to go... If his meetings go well and his interviews go well and his workouts have gone well and he decides to stay in the NBA draft, then I hope the best for him. My gut tells me he should come back for another year. But in my opinion, as a broadcaster and as a writer, as a journalist, I believe he should come back for another year. Irregardless of what it does for my job in covering him, I'm not saying that. I'm saying from my point of view, I think a year would be good for him to stay at Syracuse and grow. At the same time, if he decides he doesn't want to do that, well, then he has my support. And ultimately, if he thinks that there's better moves to be made, then make them. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Also, while I was gone... There was this wonderful little thing called the National Anthem policy that the NFL has now put into effect. With that being said, we are in a place right now Where the NFL has made it about the flag again, and it's not about see. This is the see. This is how things get out of hand. This is how this world misinterprets something and it turns into something bad. 
Kneeling was never about the flag. It was never about disrespecting people. It was never about disrespecting the nation. It was never about disrespecting the troops. It was never about any of that. Now, initially, did I feel that way? Did I feel like it was disrespectful? Absolutely, okay. But here's the thing. I've spoken to people inside of this fight, okay? Inside of what the real deal is, okay? You can't just have an opinion about something and not involve yourself to the best of your ability. Like, I don't know Johnny Manziel. I look at his acts from the outside looking in. I don't like the way they are. He doesn't like the way he acted back then. He has to strive to be better in his words. I agree with him. I don't know him personally, but I am I talk about a lot of things on this show, but I, I work my butt off to do it respectfully. I work my butt off to do it justly and to not claim things that I don't know, and to not spew vomit that I don't know, okay, or to spew vomit at all. So here's the thing. It was never about the flag, okay, and I just had this conversation a few days ago. It was never about the flag. It was about police brutality and inequality in this country. People knelt down to say this country is not equal. This country cannot say that it is equal because it doesn't act equal. Some of us treat everybody the same. Others do not. That is a problem. Again, people can give whatever reasoning they want to give, like I said before, but the truth of the matter is, if you're racist, it's not freedom of speech. If you're a bigot, it's not freedom of speech. If you're hateful, it's not freedom of speech. If you don't feel safe when a person of another color is walking by you in a grocery store, it is not freedom of speech. It's called ignorance, naivete, and rudeness, and hate. That's what it is. It was never about the flag. Do I think that we should disrespect the flag? No. Do I think that we should disrespect the people that fought for freedom in this country? No. But nobody, as far as I'm concerned, the people I talked to were trying to do that. Nobody was trying to do that. Police brutality, inequality, that is the problem. It wasn't about the flag. But then it became about the flag because people said, stand up. And then the guy said, I'm not going to stand up. And then Colin Kaepernick couldn't get a job in the NFL. So that made it worse. And it kept going back and forth. You see how something that was supposed to be something, let's say it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be topic A. And people said it was topic B. Which has created result C, which it should have never done. It wasn't about the flag. It isn't about the flag. But now, because you made it about the flag, now there's a fight over something that never should have happened. Commissioner Roger Goodell said, quote, We want people to be respectful of the national anthem. We want people to stand. That's all personnel and make sure they treat this moment in a respectful fashion. That's something we think we owe. But we were also very sensitive to give players choices. End quote. The, Roger Goodell said that the vote was, quote-unquote, unanimous among owners. Although San Francisco 49ers owner Jed York had said that he abstained from it. So this is where we're at right now. A new national anthem policy is in front of us right now that requires players to stand if they're on the field during the performance, but gives them the option to remain in the locker room if they prefer. 
The policy subjects teams to fine to a fine if a player or any other team personnel do not show respect for the anthem. That includes any attempt to sit or kneel, as dozens of players have done. You can have the option to fine any team personnel, including players. So now you are being told you have to stand or we will fine you. You have to do this or face the consequences. And that's a dangerous road and a slippery slope. We stand for the national anthem because we have the freedom to do so. The freedom to live in the country. This is the, this is the thing. There's so many layers of stuff. We owe a great debt to the people who fought and lost their lives or fought and didn't lose their life, but saw people around them lose their life. Or to the people that all came home, but fought. The people that fought for freedom. My grandfathers, my great uncles. My grandmother, who was putting together 50 caliber guns in one of the factories during World War II, when they switched over. There are many people. There are many people who have put themselves on the line so that you and I can wake up this morning and be whatever we want to be so that you and I can wake up this morning and say what we want to say do what we want to do live how we want to live respectfully that's a big part of this we have the freedom of religion the freedom of speech the freedom of this the freedom of assembly the freedom of respectfully so many people gave their lives and put their lives on the line so that we may live in a country where we can be what we want to be do what we want to do live how we want to live and we should show reverence for that but to but to demand it or else that's not freedom you stand for the national anthem what's about what is about you stand for the national anthem, which is about freedom, or we will fine you. Celebrate your freedom or else. I don't think that that was a tagline for the war. I don't remember George Washington or any pictures of George Washington or Abraham Lincoln pointing their fingers saying, you better support freedom or else. You better stand or we're going to come into your house and take all your family's earnings for the week. It's a slippery, dangerous slope. It's a slippery, dangerous slope. To tell people that they have to be reverent. You have to do this or else the nfl has made a lot of mistakes lately this is another one of them 
Again, do I stand for the national anthem? Yes. Why do I stand for the national anthem? Because I love my country. I love my family. I love what we're supposed to stand for. I stand for the national anthem in hopes that we will all look at that flag and one day wake up and just be better to one another. I have this crazy belief that if we stand together, put our hands on our hearts together, and stare at this symbol of unity and freedom and equality and justness, that we will come together. That we will do this. That we will stop listening to the talking talking heads that are trying to divide us. That we will stop focusing on things that try to divide us. What the NFL just did was take a sovereign, precious moment and turn it into a battle. They used the flag as a bargaining chip. You want to keep all your money? Stand. You want to lose some of your money? Do whatever you want to do. Now, you can stay in the locker room. Now, God forbid I'm tying my shoe when they're doing the national anthem, and that's why I'm not out there. And then I come out and people boo me. I have spoken to people on both sides of the coin. And people are very upset. Some people are very upset if you don't stand for the national anthem. But it was never about the national anthem. It was about police brutality and inequality. It was never about the national anthem. It was never about the flag. It was never about politics. It wasn't about that. It was about let us say that this is wrong. We have an opportunity on national television to show everybody that we're not okay with this, so we took it. And we didn't do it before the flag because nobody's watching. But we know that everybody's silent and watching, and we wanted to do it when people were watching. We wanted people to see this and ask what we were doing it for. It wasn't about the flag. It's not about the flag. The NFL just made it about the flag. I've told you over and over again, I'm a proponent of what the Jaguars do. They kneel before the national anthem in support of equality and getting rid of police brutality and doing things the right way and vetting and going through all these processes to make sure that people that are hired for jobs to protect and serve are doing exactly that and nothing else other than protecting and serving and not using their job as a platform to exert force over people that are innocent. They kneel before, they stand during. They kneel before, they stand during. They say, this is wrong, but it's not about the flag. So let's not make it about the flag. If we kneel during the flag, we're making it about the flag, so let's not do that. They made it clear, we are going to stand against inequality, police brutality, and the things that are wrong in this country. We are going to stand against that, okay? And we're going to separate it from the flag because it's not about the flag. Jacksonville did it right. The Saints did it right. We're going to separate it. We're going to kneel here. We're going to stand here so that we are clear on what we're talking about and why we're doing it. We're going to be clear. I appreciate that move. Now that the NFL has done this 
and created a national anthem policy, I can't help but say that it feels a little bit like Nazi Germany, a little bit like fascism and communism. And it feels a little bit like you could do whatever you want as long as it's this. That's the opposite of freedom. That's the exact opposite of freedom. You have the freedom to do whatever you want. If you do this, you'll be punished. You have the freedom to stand or kneel. But if you don't stand, there's a punishment. You have the freedom to do whatever you want as long as you do it my way. That is not democracy. I will tell you with utter certainty that there are TV channels and different things out there that are asking you to make decisions, but telling you exactly what that decision should be. So you have to be smart enough to know the difference between somebody who's giving you information and somebody who is telling you do this or else, because there is a, there is a difference, a vast difference. You have to find that and notice that. Not every news source out there is telling you the truth. They're telling you what, what they want you to do and trying to brainwash you in doing that, right? The news is always negative. It's always negative, which makes you believe that the world is horrible. But I just went on a vacation with my wife and met a bunch of amazingly nice people, had a phenomenal time, and were greeted by people who appreciated their job and were very sweet and nice and wonderful. We were surrounded by good people our entire time on our vacation in a place far away from where I grew up, my comfort zone. Why are these people so nice? Because they're nice, because they want to be nice. But if somebody came up to you and said, be nice or I'll find you, you can't do that. You can't do that. Dan, you have the freedom... To go to lunch with me or not go to lunch with me. But if you don't go to lunch with me, it's going to cost you $100. Well, now I'm not going out of my own free will. I'm not going out of freedom. I'm going because I don't want to lose $100. So now you got people standing for the flag that don't want to do this or don't want to do it this way. And they're not standing because they're reverent. They're not standing because they care. They're not standing because they respect it. They're standing because you made them. And and isn't there that notion that you don't want somebody to love you because they have to? You don't want somebody to marry you because they have to. You want them to marry you because they want to. You want somebody to marry you because they love you. I don't want my wife to kiss me because she has to or be fined, marry me because she has to or be fine. I don't want my dog to be in our house because she has to or, well, I don't know, not feed her. When you tell somebody you have the freedom to do whatever you want to do as long as it's this, that's not freedom. And I've told people that in my life before. I've had people in my family say, you can do and say whatever you want to do as long as you do this and say this. That, that's not freedom. Just say what it is. Dan, you can say yes or no, but if you say no, there's consequences. Oh, what? 
then now all of a sudden I don't, I'm not saying yes because I want to say yes. I'm saying yes because I don't want the consequence of saying no. So the, it was never about the flag. And now that you've made it about the flag, now it's about the flag. This was not supposed to divide. But again, folks, again, the devil works in non-mysterious ways, very purposeful ways, finds things that are nothing and gets in your ear and does a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of the other thing. If you think that evil doesn't exist, look at some of the people that you've met in your life. Look at some of the people that are in this world, okay? There was a good, just mission to stand against police brutality and inequality. Little bit of whispers in the ears, and now it's about some of us appreciate the country and other and some of us don't, and those that don't should leave the country. And the media has also used it as a white black. Well, white players aren't kneeling during the national anthem; only black players are. So now, people in the media have made it a race war. So you have a race war. You have. And all of this came from misinterpreting information. But was it really misinterpreted on accident or was it misinterpreted on purpose? Was it never misinterpreted at all or was it purposefully treated as such? And because of where we stand today, the NFL took another move in the wrong direction. You don't have to stand for the national anthem, but I'm going to fine you. I'm going to take money out of your children's mouths because you stood up for something that you believed in that we interpreted as something that it wasn't and now we're finding you. Misinterpretation, misinformation, all leading to a fine for somebody who's standing up for something that they don't like. Now, I agree. I agree with Floyd Little and I agree with others. Kneeling during the national anthem, not even kneeling during the national anthem, but Looking like you're not appreciative of this country is sad. But we've always stood because we've chosen to stand. We've stood because we wanted to stand. Right? You have parents that say, I don't care if you like church or not, you're going. That doesn't make you love church. It forces you to do something. And now all of a sudden, it's like, I don't want to do it more because now you're making me. It's like your parents saying, you can play any sport that you want to play, as long as it's basketball. You can do anything you want to do as long as you become a lawyer. That's a contradictory, that statement contradicts, it eats itself. You can do whatever you want to do as long as you do this one thing. You can be a doctor, a lawyer, a janitor, a broadcaster, or a basketball player as long as you're a lawyer. That doesn't even make any sense. So for the NFL to tell you, you have no choice. You have a choice, but you don't. You can do it or not do it, but if you don't do it, then you get fined. And if you do do it, then we give you a big hug. That's not going to bring this country together. It's going to divide it more. People are standing up saying, or, or kneeling, however you want to describe it. People are standing against things that are wrong.
a penalty, a fine. Out of the 53 players on your active roster, Bob Smith didn't stand for the National Anthem. So you guys are going to have a 15-yard penalty, and Bob's going to be fined $15,000. Why? Did Bob try to contact somebody with his helmet? No. Did Bob do a cheap shot on a player? No. Did Bob spit on a player? No. Did Bob get in a fight with a player? No. Did Bob put his hands on a ref? No. Did Bob flip up his middle finger and and scream the F word on national television? No. What did Bob do? Well, Bob said that he's not trying to disrespect the flag. He just wants people to know that he doesn't appreciate the inequality that's going on in this country and the police brutality. Okay, so Bob stood up for morality. Correct. So morality was worth a $15,000 fine. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, what? This is where things get dicey. This is why you don't make decisions like this. I cannot say it enough. It was never about the flag. It was never about the flag. So why is it about the flag? Now it's about the flag, but it wasn't. And it and and still It's not about what it's supposed to be about, which is police brutality and inequality in this country. The mission of what was done is still not the focus. And you can blame Colin Kaepernick for that. You can blame because of when he chose to do it. You can blame the media for that. You can blame NFL owners for that, but we're still not focusing on the task at hand. We're still not focusing on the right thing. We're still not focusing on what it's actually about. And the NFL just made it harder to focus on what it's actually about. The NFL just bit its own self. The NFL just bit its own face. For what? The NFL just attacked itself. Orange Avenger said, I've got a brilliant idea. Why doesn't everyone mind their own business and let people do as they wish? As long as you don't spew hate and hurt others, what is the problem? Is that what's truly important? That's what I've been saying this entire show. If you're not hurting anybody, and you're not hurting yourself and you're not being immoral, then live your life. Dan, what is your stance on people who are the same sex that love each other? Isn't that wrong? Why is it wrong? They love each other. Love is good. Love in any form is good. You're not telling me these people are are, are trying to marry each other from the same sex that hate each other. They want to kill each other. You're telling me they love each other. What's wrong with that? I have told people throughout history, I don't care what color you are. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care where you come from. I don't care who you love. If you are a good person, that's all I care about. If you are a good person, that's all I care about. That's it. If you're a good person, that's all I care about. That's it. 
Why does it matter if I like this or don't like that? If I'm a vegetarian and I don't like meat, who am I hurting? If you want me to love Sarah, but I love Bill, who am I hurting? If I choose to be a broadcaster in new media and be on internet radio instead of traditional radio by my own choice years ago, who am I hurting? If I choose to own my own company and do things the right way when I had bosses that always wanted me to do things the wrong way or didn't appreciate why I did what I did or didn't care about morals morals and values or hired people that, you know, that's the thing too. Sometimes I liked where I was, but I didn't like the other people that they hired. I didn't want to be connected to these people. I didn't want to come to work and see these people every day and be grouped in with those idiots. Wanda Sykes said, I'm going to do what's right. Maybe she loves ABC. Maybe she loves the whole cast of Roseanne, but she doesn't like what Roseanne said. So she left. I didn't like where I was before I was doing this. I didn't like the way I was treated. I didn't like how I was lied to. I didn't like how I was laughed at and ridiculed and I kept bringing money in but wasn't respected. I didn't like that the 100% of work that I did amounted to 10% of my income. I didn't like that when somebody was put on the line that gave me their word, went back from their word. And I didn't like that they hired people that felt like the world was meant for them and nobody else. So I left. I decided to not have that guaranteed position, that guaranteed spot, because it wasn't worth me giving up who I am, what I stand for, what I love, and what I'm about. Doing the right thing is not the sexy thing to do. It's not the glamorous thing to do. It's not the high-paying thing to do a lot of the times. It's not easy. But if doing the right thing was easy, everybody would do it. Doing the right thing is not easy. But it's the only way to live life without regrets. Doing the right thing is not easy. But it's the only way to see the world as it should be and not always as what it is. It is what it is, but it will become what you make of it. Knowing that the world has problems is step one. Failing to go to step two, which is trying to help alleviate us from those problems. Well, that's that's how you live in regret. The NFL sees a problem, but they didn't handle the right problem. What people were kneeling for and sitting for is a real problem. And the NFL is not using their money and their resources to solve inequality, police brutality, and issues in our country that are immoral and unjust. They're putting their money and their efforts into finding people for standing up for something. The NFL missed the message. The NFL saw a problem. It just wasn't the right one. 
standing for the national anthem and being reverent and appreciative of our freedom and the people that fought for it is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. Saying to someone, you have to stand or you're going to get a 15-yard penalty and we're going to hit your banking bank account, that's a, that's a little <laughs> dictatorship and not a democracy. So in fighting for the reverence of democracy, you're disrespecting it. In demanding that people appreciate freedom, you're losing the definition of freedom. You are legitimately and literally fighting yourself on this issue. The NFL players wanted you to see that they're disgusted with how our society acts with certain things. And they use their platform to demand that we become a better society. You responded by saying, that's all well and good. Stand or else. Is that going to be the new tagline of the NFL? NFL with the crest. The NFL logo. NFL. Stand or else. Stand or get cut. Stand or lose. Stand or sit and watch. It's a dicey situation because people can misinterpret your words. So let me be clear on my words. I love this country. I love my freedoms. I know that they didn't come easy. And I need to spend more time, as I'm sure we all do, on appreciating the fact that they did not come easy. I love the life I live. I love the fact that I can live in a country where I can speak my mind freely. And now, I sit here today saying, I get to speak my mind freely. But the NFL just told my brothers and sisters that they can't. I'm speaking my mind freely based on the freedoms that I have. And the people that have the same freedom that I have don't have the same freedom that I have. I love the flag because of what it's supposed to represent. But if you think for a millisecond that we're the best that we've ever been as a country, you've completely lost control. We can be better. We should be better. There's no excuse on why we're not better. And I will tell you for utter certainty that the step that the NFL just took is not to make us better. It's seeking to divide us even more. NFL, do not put this policy into practice. Do not bring this into reality. Do not seek to divide us more. The AAF and the return of the XFL was aided by the NFL's missteps. This may be their greatest one. It was never about the flag. And now you have a flag policy. 
which just goes to show how you weren't listening in the beginning and you're not listening now. The people crying out for equality and the end of police brutality are now going to get fined over something that they were not focusing on. You missed the message. You didn't listen. And what do they say about assuming things? It makes a ASS out of you and me. The NFL assumed what it was about, and now the NFL is punishing off an assumption. Which will only lead to more problems for the NFL, more problems for this country, and more problems for those of us that are trying to do things the right way. I agree that Colin Kaepernick and company company could have done things better. But the clarity that this was not about the flag is there. The NFL has made it about the flag. And if I'm an NFL owner right now, I would tell my entire team that we're not coming out until after the national anthem because I don't want anybody to suffer and I don't want anybody to feel conflicted morally. Standing up for what you believe in is a very difficult thing to do. Putting a fine and a penalty on top of standing up for what you believe in, that's a disgrace. I love this flag. I love this country. And I also know that we're not at our best right now. So how about a policy that says we love our freedom, but we're not all free. And we need to change that. How about the fact that when some people look up at that flag, they're afraid. They're scared. If I was a Muslim living in this country right now, I wouldn't look up at the flag and be like, oh, wow, that protects me. I'd be like, wow, that protects everybody else. We cannot afford to be divided. And a house divided is a house that is easily conquered. Remember that. A house divided is a house that's easily conquered. So I stand with everybody that is against police brutality, which I don't know who would be for it. I stand against everybody that's against inequality, irrationality, illogical behavior, and hatred. I also stand by the flag and what we're supposed to be as a country. So where's the group for that? Where's the group that understands that the people that were kneeling had a point and that standing for the flag means something? Where are we represented in this? We're not. We're not. We either love the country or we stand up for something. (laughs) That's not right. Our verbiage is way off. And our statement, the NFL meaning this, that statement, it's clear that you are not paying attention. 
I love the country. I love the flag. And I love every single person, irregardless of their background, their money, their nationality, their religion, their language, or their color, or who they love. The NFL has one policy and one policy only. To stand up for justice. To fight injustice. And to welcome those that want to peacefully make this world a better place. They didn't do that. But they woke up this morning, and as long as you're waking up and getting another shot, you can do the right thing. Do the right thing, NFL. Because making a national anthem policy is showing that you never got it in the first place, and you still don't get it. Show us that you got it. Build a task force. Go into communities. Help people. Create love. Speak with Colin Kaepernick about why he did what he did. Have a sit down between Roger Goodell and Colin Kaepernick and televise it. Make it real. Hell. When you're running for president, you get to have debates. Put them out in a debate. Let them talk publicly and freely. Don't give them the questions beforehand. And let them speak. Because until you seek to understand, you'll never understand. It sounds simple. It sounds trivial. But it's true. Until you seek to understand, you'll never understand. And the NFL has not sought to understand yet. Here's hoping that they do. We'll take a step aside. We'll come back in a moment. This is a wake-up call. Fast break. Hi, this is Kira from Looking Glass Events, where we're always giving you a reason to celebrate. Whether you have a small business, large business, personal event, or wedding, we are available to plan and coordinate your dream event to life. Every detail, every step, Looking Glass Events is working with you all the way. Call us at 315-702-4653. That's 315-702-4653. Or contact us through our website, lgweddingsandevents.com. Looking Glass Events giving you a reason to celebrate. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315 315- 487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant.
Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Proud to be here with you, like I said earlier on here in the show, every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Proud to be back. Loved my vacation. Loved every single second of it. And it gave me some insight into how to live my life from here on out. And if we can't learn from our experiences, then we're not learning at all. So a big shout out to God for reaching out to me every single day. And <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So with that being said, I'm very excited about what's what's to come here for the rest of this week as well as next week. You're going to be hearing interviews coming up within the next few shows with Rodney Williams, who's decided to leave Syracuse. He had one more year of eligibility to play football, and he left Syracuse to go to the Temple Owls, who I cover inside of the American Athletic Conference. You'll hear him on the show coming up, as well as Juwan Dowles, who was in the same boat, had another year of eligibility at Syracuse, decided to leave for Western Michigan, and joined Tim Lester, Tim Doust, and Jake Moreland, who were all a part of Schaefer's staff that are now with Western Michigan. So you'll hear from Juwan Dowles, DJ Thompson, a 2020 recruit who is a cornerback and a safety. You'll hear what he has to say about Syracuse and so much more. And Darius Robinson, 2019 defensive end who really likes Syracuse, will also be a part of the broadcast coming up. Of course, we will be doing our signature segments. So this Thursday, May 31st, you will hear Coaching with Class with Katie Kalinske, who spent seven years under Jim Beheim at Syracuse. You'll also hear on Friday's show, as we always do, the annoying moment of the week, sound bites of the week, and we will get into hopefully some uh, sports card live video and audio shows. As you know, on Fridays from 10 to 11, we've been working with John Newman of Newman Sports Cards and being here on MixLR.com backslash DT as we always are. And on top of that, shooting live Facebook video while we're doing it. So on Fridays, you get to hear the show as you always do from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. But you get to watch the show from 10 a.m. on on Facebook Live. So we're looking forward to so many things coming up this week. And thank you so much for being amazing. Thank you for downloading the show, listening to the show, and connecting with the show. Even when we were out of town, your support is amazing. And it just goes to show that... I don't have to literally be here and, and doing this, that, and the other to have you appreciate what we do and, and that the work takes care of itself. And, you know, it's I am a person who's always doing and doing and doing, going and going and, and not stopping. And I've been trying to do a better job at stopping and appreciating and taking the time to just love life. And uh, by doing that, I realized that when I did stop to smell the roses, so to speak, Everything worked out. So I appreciate that. I appreciate your support for when we're live and for the archive for Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT, YouTube.com backslash Wake Up Call DT, Wake Up Call DT.com, and so on and so forth. To all our live events, to being monthly at the Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, monthly at Chick fil A Cicero, of course, in Cicero, New York. I took a step aside to appreciate my life and take a break with my wife. And the world kept churning, and you kept supporting what I did, even when I wasn't live on the airwaves. And I love you for that. Thank you so much. With that being said, 
tie-us battle, we have reached over 100 votes here during the broadcast. And 56% of you think he will stay in the NBA draft. 44% believe that he will return to Syracuse as the tie-us battle watch continues this morning. We'll talk with you tomorrow morning, Thursday, May 31st, from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, right here on MixLR.com backslash DT. In the meantime, be good to one another, be good to yourself, and remember that freedom of speech is not a place to hide. It's something to protect. And we can't protect it if we use it as a scapegoat. Have a great day, and God bless you all. I'll talk with you tomorrow.